Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 6. And it reads, To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. Lord, please bring a word for your people for this hour. Bring us a word that will stretch us. Bring us a word that will grow us. Bring us a word that will convict us but not condemn us. Bring us a word from on high, Lord. Even though you use my personality and you use my study, I need you to have your way, Lord. I need you to diminish my flaws, but even use my infirmities in the midst of your glory. So these people may hear a word from on high. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. As you take your seat, I want to speak to you from the subject, he loves me. Come on, somebody. He, he, he loves me. Now, now, I'm not talking about that man or woman you stalking, but, but just look to your neighbor and say, he, he loves me. I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about your boo. I'm not talking about your husband. I'm not talking about your wife. I'm, I'm talking about he. Come on, somebody. He, he, he loves me. You, you don't have to worry about saying he loves me or he loves me not. No, he, he loves you. Hallelujah. He loves you. He loves you. Say, he loves me. Say it. They say it like you mean it. He loves me. Amen. Amen. I, I, I used to spend a great deal of time and energy trying to be accepted by other people. I wanted them to like me, respect me, admire me, and want to be around me. But once I realized and fully understood that I was accepted in the beloved of God, I no longer walked into a room hoping that people will accept me. It ceased to be significant what others thought of me or whether I was accepted in certain circles. A person who comprehends that they are accepted in the beloved is a person who has all the acceptance he or she will ever need. Please don't misunderstand what I'm trying to tell you here. I did not become indifferent or uncaring or unmoved by people. This is not what happens when we are set free from the opinions of others by acceptance, our acceptance in the beloved. On the contrary, we become more concerned, more caring, and deeply moved by other people's needs because your needs will always be met. Once I grasped the depth of God's acceptance of me. All of my motivation turned to pleasing him alone. And when your every thought is consumed with pleasing God and carrying out his agenda, you find very quickly that he's interested in touching other people in the same way he touched you. In the original, original Greek text, the word for acceptance is derived from the word for grace. This word gives a much broader meaning to acceptance. God does not merely tolerate or our presence. He has graced us. He, 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 he has given us something we could not possibly give ourselves. He has graced us with his most cherished and loved possession, Jesus Christ. He has placed us in the beloved in Christ. The Greek word for beloved is close to the word most believers are familiar with, agape. Agape is the love of God expressed. Agapeo is the object of his love. Someone who gives him eternal joy. See, see, can I say, God, you give God eternal joy even when you're bad. 
Oh, come on, somebody. He, he chastised those who he loved, but you still are the apple of his eye, even though he got a whole bunch of apples. He'll talk to you like you're the only one he got. See, see, we're now free to breathe in and breathe out his unconditional love. He has bestowed his honor upon us and crowns us with his glory. Notice that Ephesians 1.6 refers um, about being accepted in the past tense. Something God decided before time existed. Some of us are waiting to be redeemed, but you've already been redeemed. Oh, come on, somebody. Some of you are already waiting for God to give you your purpose, but he already knew you before he formed you in your mother's womb. He, he's already graced you. He's already delivered you. The victory is already yours. You just got to walk the game out. Come on, somebody. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the, the, the author and the finisher. It's already over. You just got to walk out the in-between time. He's already given you the victory. If you're going through it, you will win. If, if you put it on you, you can keep carry it. He will never put more on you than you can bear. Why? Because he loves you. Yeah, 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 I don't hear me. See, he, 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 we don't have to hope we are accepted, work to be accepted, or wonder if we'll ever be accepted. We are already accepted. We've got a membership that says accepted by the beloved or in the beloved because for eternity God has loved and will always love Jesus and we are in him. Can I tell you something? No matter how old you are, you are eternity years old. You are already in his bosom. He just released you in this time and space when it was your time to be here. That's why your spirit already knows what it needs to do. You go to school to study to show yourself approved but you already gifted to sing. You already gifted to preach. You already gifted to be a lawyer. You just go through all these human standards and jump through all these hoops and go through all these obstacle courses to do what God has already called you to do, but he's already graced you. You already have the gifts in you that he already wants to be in you. Education is something you do because of the world standard, but God has already graced you. The fact, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> ooh, the fact that God has accepted me in the beloved transformed my prayer life. Once I realized that I already had a pass directly into the throne room of God and he wanted. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me, let me tell you this first. First of all, it's important for us to understand that we are accepted not on the basis of who we are, but on the basis of our position in Christ Jesus. We aren't accepted on the basis of the resume we compile or the track record we achieve. We're accepted because we have received Jesus as our Lord and Savior, and we are in Christ. So even when you fall into sin, God doesn't look at you. He looks at the blood of Jesus. God doesn't look at you when you get mad and cuss somebody out and you get upset. He looks at the blood of Jesus. He doesn't see all of your flaws and your infirmities. He sees you in your perfect state. He called you what he meant you to be and not your mistake. He called you a preacher even when you mess up. He called you a doctor even when you lost a patient. He called you a lawyer even when you lose a case. He called you what he ordained you to be and he never calls you anything beneath that even when you mess up. Why? Because he loves you. See, we don't understand unconditional love because we got love with conditions. I love you forever unless you do this. If you ever do this, but I love you forever. 
Not sure how unconditional that condition is. Now, try not to do it by all means. But what I'm saying is, we don't understand God's agape love because it's hard for us to fathom it because we don't possess it. Oh, yeah, yeah, don't hear me. Let me, let me get out of here. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. See, see, the fact, again, that God has accepted me in the beloved transform my prayer life. Once I realized I had a direct pass to him into the throne room and he wanted me there, I no longer tried to talk God into hearing me. I could come boldly at any time and not feel like I'm distracting God. You know how sometimes you want to call somebody be like, well, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're busy. I don't know if I should knock on the door because I don't know if they're going to accept me coming to the office right now. Because, but I got a problem. I, but, but, but with God, it doesn't matter when you come to him. He's always willing to hear your prayer. He's always willing to hear your cry. He's even willing to hear your complaint. He wants you to be real. The problem with us is we want to be fake with God. As God is right doing, I'm blessing highly favor. Shut your line self up and tell God what you going through. Lord, I'm going through this storm. I know you going to get me out of it, but they writing lies about me, but at the end of the day, I know you going to get me out, God, but I don't want to be here. You got to be real with God and stop being fake and be like the man that had the son with the epileptic seizure. He said, I believe, help my unbelief. That's the realest statement I ever heard in the Bible. He said, I know you can do it, but help me believe you can do it because I know you're the God of all God. But it's me right now in the midst of this in my flesh is worried. <laughs> Y'all want to be all high and mighty like you got it all together like ain't nothing ever bothered you mm. look at here I call on him and I know immediately that I was received with love and heard with concern God was going to hear me and answer me just as he heard and answered Jesus <clears throat> See, when you grasp the fact that you are accepted in the beloved uh, and you have full acceptance of God, your low self-esteem is going to be healed. Uh-huh. Uh, all of your reluctance to come to God with your sins and your needs is going to vanish. Now, your, your, your arrogance will be healed too because you understand that you can't do it without God. You understand that he who began a good work in me, he shall finish it. Why? Because I can't finish it myself anyhow because what God gives me is above my pay grade. It's above my ability because God always wants me to feel fragile in the midst of him. So he always gives me something bigger than I can do by myself we Romans 8 1 reads that there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit we cannot stop or in any way diminish God's flow of love towards us nothing can move us from the position of being loved by God Nothing can change the way God feels about us. Nothing can alter the fact that God will continue to love us no matter what. Receiving God's love heals us on the inside. Receiving God's love allows us to feel value, worth, and dignity. Receiving God's love allows us to respect ourselves. Receiving God's love motivates us to discipline ourselves. Receiving God's love enables us to return his love, love ourselves, and love others. 
But if you don't receive God's love, you can't love yourself, and you surely ain't going to love nobody else. Come on, somebody, girl. If he don't love himself, he ain't going to love you. <laughs> Look at brother man. If she don't love herself, if she don't love God, she not going to love you. I know you went to the club and she dropped like it was hot and you had to take it home. But if she doesn't know God, she don't know how to love you. We're not chosen by God. We are eternally loved. We are not only chosen by God, we are eternally loved by God. But let me read this verse one more time before I get ready to take my seat. To the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved. The word wherein points us to why we have been accepted in the beloved, the glory of God's grace. We have made the decision to receive Jesus as Lord and Savior, but the opportunity was there for us, not because we were good enough, but because God was good enough to offer it to us. And the gra this grace is not a thin, capricious, just enough grace. God's grace is glorious and beyond human understanding. Do you understand that God walked down for Two burning generations enrolled himself in the flesh, came out of marriage, womb born, Emmanuel. God is with us because he understood that we couldn't keep the Levitical law. We all special ed riding on the short bus when we come to Leviticus because Leviticus, if I cursed around you, you had to go make a sacrifice. If you did a sin in front of me, I had to go do a sacrifice just like you. And we had to get it right. We had to go get a pigeon for this, a dove for that, a, 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 a partridge for this, a, 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 a goat for this, a bullet for that. And if you got the wrong sacrifice, God would kill you and the animal at the altar. Oh my God, I'm so glad Jesus is everything I need him to be. I'm so glad I don't need to remember the Levitical laws. I'm so glad that I don't have to sit up there and go find all these different bullets. First of all, I'm a punk. I don't want to cut nothing up with my own knife. I go get it from Whole Foods. I don't want to cut it up myself. I'm just saying. I ain't when we had to dissect them frogs in school. It ain't like that. What I got to do? They ain't trying to be no doctor. I don't care about this frog. <laughs> Somebody get some glove, man. You're from the boondock somewhere. Yeah. But what I'm saying is you had to do all these different things, but Jesus came to fulfill everything for you. We are transformed by our position in Christ Jesus because we come face to face with his delivery reality of God's glorious grace towards us. He did all this because he loved you. He loved you so much, he made sure that the devil couldn't, could, couldn't condemn you for anything. He was born of a woman because the Bible says he who has not entered through the gate has only come to kill, steal, and destroy. See, the devil has no legal authority. He can't stop you. You only can stop yourself. He doesn't have the power. You have the power to control angels like Michael and Gabriel. How in the world are you not controlling this slippery serpent called Satan coming at you? He was cast down, which means he did not enter through the gate with his 
a woman. He was not born legally here, so he has no legal authority. Oh, come on, somebody. Y'all don't hear me. I understand legal authority in the natural and in the spiritual because at the end of the day, no matter what somebody says about you or against you because you're anointed, they have no authority over you. You better watch out, somebody. Can I tell you why they really don't like you at work? They don't like you at work not because of what you do. They don't like you at work because you're anointed. And when you're anointed and you walk in the room, the darkness don't like the light. Come on, somebody. When you walk in the room and you bring in all that light, you overwhelming them. That's why they don't like you. They don't like you because they see the hand of God on you. Oh, I told them I was quiet for seven whole days. But I can't seven them those days. I was quiet, not a word from me. Come on, help me out. Woo! <laughs> seven whole days. And not a word from me. I can't take it. Can't, can't take it no more. I gotta say something to you. I can no longer bite my tongue. I can't. No. But what I'm saying, they don't like your anointing. They don't care if they print the truth or lie because they want to come against kingdom all the time because they don't want kingdom authority in dark places. Can I tell you, when you go to your cubicle, girl, they don't like, they ain't worried about your makeup. It ain't your lace front. It ain't your heels. It ain't the way you talk. It ain't your perfume. It ain't your tie, brother man. They ain't jealous about your shoe. They mad because you're anointed and they understand you going where no man or woman has ever gone before. They know that God has blessed you and favored you. He loves you. And every time they tried to come against you, they couldn't stop you. They've been trying to kill you for a long time. You just didn't know it. You just didn't know who your enemies were. See, a storm, a storm will come in your life because a storm clears out old stuff. You go to the beach after a storm, you start seeing more greenery because the old trees are out the way. There's some new trees. There's new shrubbery. There's new grass because the storm made it possible. Y'all don't hear me. See, when you go through a storm, you'll find out who your friends are and who your enemies are. Your storm is designed to shake your enemies into your sight. Oh, come on, somebody. You will know who will stand with you and who won't. You will know who love you and who don't. You will know who alone for the ride on your name and won't stay with you if your name ain't good. Y'all don't hear me. But I'm so glad I got a God that sits closer than any brother. And even if I make my bed in hell, he'll be with me. Even though they throw fire at me, I won't be burned. Even though they throw water at me, they won't overtake me. You better start telling your enemies that they can't. Uh. See, 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 this, this is, this is what I understood that God allows me to go through stuff for you. Because, see, sometimes the only Bible people read is you. They looking at you in your job to see how you handle that enemy that cussed at you. Now get it right at least two out of three. I ain't gonna make you go for 100. 
I ain't gonna make it bet a thousand. Folk in the Hall of Fame batting 300, so I'm gonna, I didn't need you to get two, I didn't need you to get a 75. <laughs> I know that ain't mathematically add up, but I ain't feel like doing the math in my head. The only Bible your coworkers reading is you. And I was getting mad and upset. And God said, how dare you get mad about some fake stuff that's going on about you when I sit up there and bled and died and became every sin for you. Oh, yeah, loud there, but at least it ain't the truth. How dare you worry about you in it when Jesus bled and died for you? No weapon formed against you. But back to what I was saying, the only Bible they read is you. And so although they didn't read Corinthians, they can see that although you were pressed beyond measure, you still made it through the storm. Oh, can I tell you something? See, I, I know a lot of preachers say, we waiting on Jesus to step in the boat. But Jesus already in the boat. See, remember when the disciples said, Jesus, where are you? What, wake up! Have you ever been going through something you tell Jesus, Negro, you, you need to wake up. They, they coming for your boy. They, they coming for your girl. What, what, what's up? Jesus, if you don't wake up. But Jesus said, ye of little faith. Didn't I get you out mess before? Didn't I get you out of situation before? Don't you understand that I'm faithful and just and no weapon formed against you shall prosper? But see, they're reading the book. They, they don't know what's going on in Corinthians, but, but, but Deacon Larry Lewis handled this situation. Hey, what, what, where your church at? How, how you make it through there? What in the world? Why, why didn't you act the fool with them when they act the fool with you? And they're they reading you as their Bible. And you got to understand that when you go through stuff, God is allowing you to go through that because you are a witness. Can, can see, this is what God just showed me just now. Sometimes you being a witness ain't you even knocking door to door. It ain't even you sharing stuff. Sometimes you being a witness just by your life and how you stand in times of opposition. Now, everybody know my mouth ain't the best mouth. And they wait no Maxwell to say something bad to somebody. But because God told me to be quiet, I can't say nothing but when it's over I'll be talking again but I'm gonna be quiet right now he said I couldn't say nothing because he want me to just tell you this he said he prepare a place for you in the presence of your enemies see 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 I, I, I'm used to having 10 and 20 enemies I'm used to that. I'm used to having about 20 enemies, especially at church. <laughs> but, but I ain't used to having thousands. But you know, I, I, God said you always talking about how God prepared a place for you in the presence of your enemies. It's just a bigger place now. It's just a bigger table. It ain't that it's changed. It's just a bigger table. Stand flat-footed with ten toes down and let the enemy know that. God. 
inside of you. The reason why, again, you thought I lost my place, I'm going through this, is for you. Because if I got a big table prepared for me, somebody got to get the overflow. Because God said, I would give you a good measure blessing, press down, shake it together, and run it over. And if it's running over, that means you can't hold all of it. Somebody got to be the saucer. I'm the cup today, baby, and you the saucer, and God is about to show enemies why you don't mess with kingdom people. Because God, let God arise and his enemies be scattered. See, it's easy to talk junk after the game. But can you talk your junk before the game? Come on, somebody. Can, can, you, can you talk on Sunday before your thing happens? Can you let people know that you ain't worried about clapping back on live because you understand that every tongue shall cease and be condemned that come against you? You ain't got to go research nobody else. God, I handle. Just read this. Maxwell 214. <laughs> yeah. You a walking Bible. You a testimony. You a witness and people are watching you. The table is set. The enemies getting their popcorn. They're getting their Pepsi out of respect for Miss Spells in Hampton. I can't say Coke. They're getting their Pepsis. <laughs> They're getting their they wine and their potato chips. And see, when the enemy comes to see your demise because they thought you were being buried, they're going to come see a new birth and realize God did not bury you. He planted you. And he put you in that mess. He put you in that manure because manure, even though it stinks, it makes the grass greener. You better watch out. Oh, you can put me in some mess, but I'm going to keep looking toward the hills from which cometh my help. Not because I'm strong, not because I'm mighty, but because I serve a mighty God and he loves me. Yeah, 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 See, 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 what you got to understand is Jesus is everything. Everything you need. You don't have to understand the Feast of Weeks and, 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 the, and the Feast of Unleavened Bread. You don't have to know about the Feast of Tabernacles. and You don't have to learn about Advent and all that stuff. All those Deacon Dawson getting y'all set up for all that. You don't need to know all that stuff. All you need to know is Jesus. You don't need to know El Shaddai is the high God over all gods. You, you don't need to know that Jehovah Shalom is your peace. You don't need to know Jehovah Nisi is your victory. All you need to know is Jesus. Because Colossians says he's the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And whatever I don't understand in Leviticus, whatever I don't understand in Genesis, whatever I don't understand in Numbers, whatever I don't understand in Deuteronomy, whatever I don't understand in James, whatever I don't understand in Revelation, whatever I don't understand in Colossians, whatever I don't understand in Corinthians, whatever I don't understand in Isaiah, whatever I don't understand in Jeremiah, it doesn't matter because Jesus is everything I know. He is my son of God. He is my throne of grace. He is my sacrificial land. He is my blood covenant. He is my tabernacle. He is my peace.
peace. He is my Lord. He is my deliverer. He is my grace. He is my lawyer. He is my defender. He is my doctor. He is my friend. He is my lender. He is my exalter. He is my grace. He is my Passover. He is my feast of weeks. He is my feast of unleavened bread. He is my turtle dove. He is my bram in the bush. He is whatever I need him to be. He is my Jehovah Jireh. Can I tell you something? Let me go back to my story I was telling. He walked down 40 and two burning generations, enrolled himself in the flesh, came out Emmanuel, God is with us. And if that wasn't enough to leave the 24 elders shocked, he walked up the way of Via Dolorosa, the way of suffering where they put nails in his hand to bring the fruition of a sociological dispensation. There'd be no shedding of blood. There'd be no remission of sin. While we were yet sinners, he died for us. And it's hard for somebody to even die for a righteous person. He died for me even though I was a sinner. He died for you even though you was a sinner. See, can I tell you something, sister girl and brother man, even though you got a big hat on or a nice tie and a pocket square that match, even if you got a robe on, even if you got a name tag that say Deacon Trustee, say you important, you is kind, you is important, you smart. At the end of the day, he calls you righteous. You ain't righteous. He calls you righteous because you justified by faith. And when he became sin for you, who knew no sin, he put to death what would kill you. So you tell them you have been inoculated by Jesus. Oh, y'all don't hear me right now. You've been inoculated by Jesus and can't nothing stop you. Can't no tabloid stop you. Can't no fake news stop you. Can't nobody talking about you stop you. Your hater can't stop you. Cancer can't stop you. A lump on your breast can't stop you. Bad feet can't stop you. Arthritis can't stop you. Tell every demon. Tell every hex. Tell every generational curse. Tell every witch. Tell every warlock. Tell every sickness, tell every disease, tell every sin, tell every accuser, tell every failure, tell every infirmity, tell every whatever it is that you're going through, let them know that Jesus died for me. He became my inoculation and I can walk on serpents. No weapon. Because he loves me. No weapon. Because he loves me. No cancer because he loves me. No hater because he loves me. Nothing can stop you but you. When you understand how much God loves you, you won't worry about nothing. The world can talk about you. As long as God with you, who in heaven or the other place can stop you. See, it's the whole thing you need to stop worrying about. When people talk about you, they ain't got a heaven or hell to put you in. And you know what really get me, Sister Peaches, what really helped me, y'all, is because when I look around and realize they ain't got a heaven or hell to put me in. And even when I mess up, even when I mess up, God still got me. And, and, And the Holy Spirit told me at the end of the day, who cares if it's
it's a lie. At least it's not the truth. And this is a whole thing that you got to know. Who can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Who can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. If Jesus is the only one who can save you, why are you worried what people think about you for? Who can heal you? Jesus. Who can deliver you? Jesus. Who can protect you? Jesus. And who does he love? He loves you. Greater is he who is in you. See, I think we missed that. Let, let me break that down. Greater is he who is in you. God. See, God is like H2O. H2O can be water, ice, or steam. Same compound, different manifestations. Right? Ice, you can cool stuff down. You know, you know, you can do stuff and you can even freeze it all away and ice skate on. You can do lots of stuff with ice. Water, you can drink it, wash your car, wash your clothes, boil it, put it in coffee, or put coffee in it. Right? Steam, you can steam your clothes, you can run a steamboat. You know, you can get the wrinkles out your clothes, get the pimples off your face. It's, it's a whole bunch, yeah. It's a whole bunch of different things you can do. But all of them, same compound. God is God the creator and the judge. But he didn't want to go schizophrenic trying to save us. He said, look, let me split myself up in three persons because these jokers down here getting on my nerves. They don't live right. They don't do what I told them to do. They do right. They might not cuss them out today, but they cuss them out tomorrow and keep falling. Lord. So let me split myself up. Let me be God, the Father, and the Creator because I need to save you too. So let me be Jesus so I can go down here, teach you how to live, let you be the word that became flesh so you can see everything you're supposed to do so you can walk out what I told you to do. And let me go to hell for y'all so all y'all won't go. Because all y'all going to go if I don't do it. Now I came up, Emmanuel, God is with us. I done went to the cross, even though I didn't sin. The devil figured it out right in the last day. That's why he said, Peter, don't go, don't go. And he said, get behind me, Satan, the joke on you. Ha, ha, ha. I'm going to go to the cross. But you know what? Let me get it wrong. You, you can't kill me. I lay down my life. And when I lay it down, pick it up again. I just use you as a pawn, Satan. And then when he got up with all power in his hands, he gave us that same power. He believed the Ruach in us, his spirit. He gave us his spirit and his life. And the Holy Ghost lives in us. That's why we say greater is he who is in us. Greater is he who is in me than he is in the world because God himself lives in me. So when people attack you, they're not just attacking you, they're attacking God. Y'all don't hear me. So stop taking your wig off. Stop taking out your lace front. Stop taking your heels off. Stop loosening up your tie. And don't say nothing to your enemies because God shall handle it because let God arise and his enemies be scattered. You know who God's enemy is? Anybody that's your enemy. As you keep saying, God, let God arise. No, God is in you. And whenever they come against you, they come against the armies of the living God. That's why David said, who is this uncircumcised 
Philistine that comes against the armies of the living God. The same way I killed a lion and bear with my bad hands, I'm going to kill this Philistine too. When you anointed, don't worry about it. Because can I tell you, don't be separate with your anointing because your anointing is not just for you. Your anointing is to save other people. Your anointing is to break burns and yoke, but sometimes you got to just let your enemies lie and let God handle it. Well, I meant lie like sit down, but lie, oh wow, that's two things at one time. I meant lie like lay down, but you can let them lie too. I like that guy, you my dude. You got to learn how to understand who you are. But first you got to understand whose you are. You belong to God. You were bought with a price. If God sent his own son down there to die for you, you think he ain't going to be mad when somebody come at you? I ain't die for my car, but let me catch you putting the key on it. I bought it with a price. But it wasn't my son life. I ain't got none. Go start that, Lord Jesus. Another Daily Press article with no research. <laughs> he has an illegitimate son somewhere. Huh? <laughs> what I'm saying is, you were bought with a price, and God loves you. And when your enemy come at you, God does not like it. And if you understand that he loves you that much, you will stop fighting and talking every single time. Why are you laughing? I ain't said nothing. Shut up. <laughs> hey, security, she got to sit in the back. <clears throat> but seriously, though, God loves you. He has your back. He loves you. If you didn't get that job, it's another job he want to give you. Come on, somebody. Now, if you keep oversleeping, <laughs> but if you're doing your job and you will release God, you probably didn't hear God to leave in the first place. He has something else for you, and sometimes he will make you lay down in green pastures. You ever read that text? He didn't say you will lay down. He's cause sometimes he he'll make you lay down. He'll make you sick. You can sit down and do something he told you to do. I think COVID, some of that stuff was just making us sit down because we weren't sitting down the way he judged us in Chronicles when they would never keep the Sabbath day and keep it holy and they kept working seven days a week and went sit down and he kept them in captivity for all them years to make up for the Sabbath day they missed. You need to learn how to get in the presence of God. I believe this storm that I'm going through was to make sure that I started getting on my knees and pray. I pray for church. I pray for real estate. But other stuff, all I do is go knock on doors. Go to this meeting, go to that meeting. Hold on, God. Like, Negro, you better pray. Sit your little self down and do what always works. You better talk to me. Now, you said I told you to do it. So you better talk to me before you move.
I know I'm just, I'm just talking right now. I'm going to sit down. But I need y'all to understand this. He loves you. And I don't know what it is in this, because I, I probably, I think I preached a little shorter at 8 o'clock, but he loves you. He loves you so much that the only reason he letting you go through whatever you're going through is to make you better. Remember the devil? Yes. The devil said in Job, he said, I ain't got nobody to tell me. I ain't got nobody to deal with. And he said, have you noticed my servant Job? And he said, no, because you got a hedge around him. But what about the other people that weren't Job? Because everybody, it was more people in the Bible or more people in that time than Job. So what does that tell you? That means he don't let you get touched unless you can handle it. If God let you get touched there, you can handle it. The only reward besides your blessings you get when you finish a battle is a bigger battle. Because sometimes the world don't see nothing unless there's a war going on with drama. And God allows you to go through stuff in your cubicle. But just know, one day you're going to be at the front office. And it's going to be more than cubicle hate. And one day you're going to leave that and you're going to be something bigger. And then one day it'll be neighborhood hate. Then the next time it'll be city hate. Because as you elevate, the devil sends more demons on a higher level to attack you. But if you understand he loves you, I don't care how bad the storm is. If the water don't get in the boat, it ain't going to sink. So as long as you can stand and allow the Holy Spirit to infill you with the good thoughts you should think he had you. Because in the midst of your storm, God is about to step in it and say, peace be still. All it takes is one word from God. He's allowing it because he wants to test your faithfulness. God was sleeping the whole book of Esther. I ain't hear God's name mentioned once. But I do understand Esther won. Mordecai was vindicated. Haman was hung on his own gallows. That's how your enemy. You better start telling. <laughs> it made me think about that movie. You better start telling people when they come against you, what's your name? Mordecai. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> Mordecai. <laughs> Why? Because whatever weapon formed against me, you're going to get hung on the same things you created for me. That's fact. That's word. That's prophetic. Mark my words, any enemy that comes against you, you covered with the blood of Jesus, and you got the covering of whatever church you go to. If you ain't covered, join here, join somewhere, but you need a covering. Because I know it's time for you to be blessed because of the attack I'm going through. Because they're always going to try to hit the shepherd first. And as long as your shepherd can stand, you can stand. Can I hear you? So now you, your shepherd start waning and going crazy, you better find another church. He ain't the man for the job. Just keeping it 100. Because at the end of the day, God is showing you how your life is going to be victorious. Read this Bible and watch God handle his business. He loves you. Is there one... 
is there one? You need to be like the disciple. The disciple who counted all joy. Ooh, they worthy of being persecuted. Can I tell you something? Haters don't come at you if they think you less than them. He think he all that with his homeless self need a sandwich. <laughs> Sleeping on the side of the road. No shoes on. You ever heard hate like that? No. Your haters want to be you. The problem is you don't want to be you. You better stand flat-footed and understand God made you fearfully and wonderfully. And they see something in you that you don't even see. Don't you let the demon see more in you than you see in yourself. Love him because it's him who's in you that allowed you to make it through the storm.